Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. Hey men, welcome to Strong Men, Strong Marriages. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high-achieving men save their marriage. So today we're talking about do it, do it yourself versus do it with Jesus. So I'm a Christian guy. Um, if you're not a Christian, I think you'll still get something out of this episode, but it is very uh, kind of heavy on talking about Jesus. Um, so even if you're not a Christian, you know, maybe at the end of this, you'll uh, rethink that a little bit. <laughs> Um, but there's a lot of good things that Christianity teaches and, um, I think you'll, you'll enjoy this episode either way, but if you're Christian, you'll definitely enjoy it. So the strong man system, what it's about, it's about becoming a better man, a stronger man across different areas. So that spiritual strength, which is about your value as a person, your self-worth, your self-esteem, uh, your mission and your purpose, as well as integrity. Uh, your mental strength, your ability to manage your thoughts in a productive way, your emotional strength, your ability to uh, name your emotions, feel them and deal with them in an appropriate way, and also care for yourself emotionally. Physical strength, taking care of your body. Sexual strength, approaching sex in a way that is consistent with who you want to be and the type of man and husband you want to be. So we incorporate a bunch of different tools to build strength across these areas. The best tools that I've been able to find um, through my experience as a uh, marriage coach, as a psychiatrist, doing therapy, learning different therapy modalities, kind of combine all of that into what I think is the best way to do this. And we understand that as we practice these different things, we get better, right? Especially with managing mental, emotional strength, just like with the physical strength, you know, the more you, for example, do push-ups, the better you get at them. If you just do one, you're probably not going get, to get, get that good. <laughs> you know, it takes practice, it takes repetition to get better at things. So that's a big part of it, right? Learning the tools and then practicing them over and over. And the truth is we can accomplish a lot just by learning these tools and skills. But what I am really learning and understanding lately is we can accomplish a lot more if we can plug into Jesus, if we can plug into his power and strength and authority to do these things. So in John uh, chapter 15, verses one through five, Jesus says, I am the true vine. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So to me, the fruit that he's talking about here is, is good works. And in, in our context here, talking about marriage, you know, the good works that we do in our family, right? How we behave towards our wife, how we think and feel towards her, um, how we behave and act towards our kids, how we think and feel and act towards them. Okay. So when we're trying to do it on our own, right, 
we really can produce some good fruit, right? We can make some positive changes. We can, you know, get tuned into our self-worth. We can manage our emotions better. We can get better control of our temper, right? We can do all these things, but eventually we get kind of tired of it, right? Like, especially if we're not seeing anything good come back. You know, we're being kind, but our wife's being rude. We're making the changes that we talked about in the program, but our wife still wants a divorce, right? Or still doesn't want anything to do with this. We set a boundary. It doesn't go the way that we were hoping. Our wife walks away instead of turning towards us. It's hard, right? So eventually we need some kind of like nourishment. You know, we're producing these good fruits, but where's our nourishment coming from? You know, if we're that branch, are we attached to that vine or not? Because if we're not, we can kind of produce that fruit, but eventually we get sick of it, right? And then we get mad, like, hey, you know, I'm doing all this for you. I'm cooking and cleaning, doing all this, but we're not having sex still. You get mad or look, I've made all these changes. Why can't you see it? Or you're taking advantage of me financially, right? While I'm trying to do better, you're not doing anything. We get mad, right? Because we're not getting that nourishment or we go into that mosquito mode, right? is what I call it when we're doing these nice things, but expecting something back. Cause we do need nourishment, right? We do need to be fed spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, right? All of that we need to get fed somehow. And so when we're trying to get it from our wife, it doesn't quite work. And so we try to get it. We don't get it. We get mad or we give up. Okay. We wither on the vine, our fruits dry up, right? All of this happens. We don't have an infinite source of goodness and energy within us. We just don't. None of us do. Okay. And we can marshal that, right? We can sometimes say, okay, like I can do it. I can, I can do what's right. I can, you know, be that good, strong guy that I want to be. Okay. And that does help hundred percent. But again, it's, it's limited, right? We don't have an infinite source within us, but the thing is Jesus does. Okay. Jesus does have that infinite source. So he's the true vine. So the question is like, hopefully you can kind of imagine that, you know, true. This is like a grapevine that he's talking about. And so, you know, there's the, the vine, there's a big vine, and then there's branches that shoot off of that. And off those branches come the grapes. Okay. So if we're doing it on our own, we're just a branch, right? By ourselves, it's not going to grow anything. Okay. It's going to grow weird fruit <laughs> if it can grow anything. But if we plug into that vine, right? Now we've got that nourishment coming through us. Now we've got that ability to produce good fruit. It's basically unlimited, right? As long as we're plugged into the vine, we kind of are getting rid of anything that might be blocking the vine from getting to us. Okay. So that's what this is talking about. So then how do we do it, right? How do we plug into that vine so that we get more and better fruit than we could produce on our own? Okay. So to me, probably the biggest and most important area of this is this area of self-worth. Okay. A lot of the guys that I talk to, they struggle with this. Okay. I struggled with it for a long time. And it's not that I a hundred percent of the time feel awesome. Like I'm still learning how to plug into this better too. Um, but guys struggle, right? And we set these big goals and we get these big things and we make all this money and we, you know, get married or wear nice clothes or whatever in this quest to sort of feel good enough finally. Um, but that's, it doesn't last. You know, I think we've all experienced that we get that goal and we don't feel as worthy as we thought we would. Right. Um, so to me, probably the biggest way to really plug into this vine, right. Plug into this sense of self-worth through Jesus is understanding how God and Jesus see you. 
So first of all, you got to understand that God sent his son to die for you. So think about that for a minute. You know, if you have a son, you know, consider like how much would you have to care about somebody else to have your son actually die for them? As a church one time and uh, this girl was talking, she gave a, a cool example of this where she said, imagine that the world has some kind of disease that there's no real cure for it. A lot of people are dying, right? Um, and the doctors run some tests on your son, right? It turns out your son, there's something in your son's blood that will cure this disease, okay? So you're like, hey, great, you know? And you ask your son, hey, would you give some blood for that? Sure. You know, you're kind of okay with that. But then comes the the bad news, right? Bad news is they're going to need all of your son's blood to save the world, right? So he'll have to die. Now it gets serious, right? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to sacrifice your son for the world or not? Like for me, I don't think I could do it. Uh, I have four sons. I wouldn't do that to any of them. Um, So imagine how much love has to be there to say, okay, like I love the world, you know, these people that I don't even know enough to have my own son die. That's extreme, right? That's how much God cares about you, that he's willing to do that. Not only did the son just die, like he, it's not like, you know, like God just like killed his son, right? The the son was willing to do that too, because he cared enough about you also to die for you, right? Now there's a happy ending to that story too. He resurrects so that we can also have that hope, right? And know that there's, he's even more powerful, right? Because he died and now he's resurrected, he's even more powerful. But still like to have someone go through that, like for you to go through that for someone is one thing, but to have your son go through it for someone is even harder, right? But then we look at what Jesus did for you, right? So Jesus actually like went through hell and then died for you, right? And went through all the pains and suffering just so he could kind of get where you were coming from and understand you, right? So John 5.13 says, greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And that's what Jesus did, right? You know, we hear these, we see these examples of people in the military who will like lay down on a grenade so that their friends don't die. You know, that's great love. And that's the kind of love that Jesus has for you. You know, he did that. He was willing to do that. Where I think this gets lost sometimes is we sort of think, okay, yeah, Jesus died for everybody or whatever, you know, great. But I was just going through this book, these books by John Eldridge, I definitely recommend. I'll put it in the uh, the show notes, a couple links to some of his books. Um, so really powerful for me to kind of understand Jesus better. Um, but uh, this idea that he would have done it even if it was just you. So there was a girl in his book that had this experience where, you know, she kind of saw in, in her mind Jesus taking her to Gethsemane, Jesus taking her to the cross and just telling her, hey, like I would have done this even if it was just you. But that's how personal it is. That's how much he cares about you. Okay. So this was your creator, right? That did this. So when you can plug into this, this is plugging into the vine, right? For your self-worth saying, wow, like this is how much I'm loved. This is how much I matter that an all-powerful being would sacrifice his son and then that his son would sacrifice himself. That's how much they care, right? And that's how much they care about me, okay? 
So if you're not a Christian, you know, you can kind of plug into this too in other ways, but to me, like this is the most powerful. It's personal, you know, like this is a brother, this is a son, this is a family member that did this for you. Okay. That's how much you matter. So when you can plug into that, you're like, wow, yeah, I do matter. You know, I do matter very much. Okay. And then from there, you know, you're plugged into that vine for self-worth. Okay. Now you can tune into how God's given you these, your unique gifts and talents to bless the lives of others, right? Especially your family. So you're like, okay, you're plugged into that vine. I have worth. Now what's the fruit, right? How can I bring fruit to the world? Like what's my unique branch going to contribute? You know, people are going to like your fruit, right? They might like the next, someone else might like the next branch's fruit, right? That's why there's more than one branch. So, you know, you have unique strengths, personality traits. They're going to help the people around you. So then again, when you're plugged into that vine for your sense of self, you know, then comes the desire to kind of help and bless others like you have been helped and blessed through God and Jesus. Okay. So the other thing that happens, right, is when you're plugged into serving God by serving others, you become a lot more free. Okay. You're not so worried about what your wife, your kids, your boss, your parents think, as long as you feel like you're in line with what Jesus is asking you to do. Okay. This is very powerful, right? This is again from that book. We get this sense of freedom that we're willing to say things that might upset people, right? Or that, you know, are true, even though they're uncomfortable. This is one of the things that we talk about in the program, right? Where we bring up what's important to us, even if it might upset our wife. Why? Because we know we have value, right? We know that what we believe matters. Sometimes it's the other way, right? We have to look at ourselves and say, whoa, wait a second. I'm being way too selfish. I'm not really considering the other side. I'm not going for love my neighbor as myself. I'm going for love myself more than my neighbor, right? Or the other thing happens, right? Where we love our neighbor, our wife more than ourselves. We're trying to find that balance, okay? But when you're not trying to manage your sense of self-worth from your wife, okay, you're willing to say this. When you're plugged into that vine, you're saying, no, I'm doing this because it's right, right? Because it's what Jesus would want, okay? Then you're on good ground, right? And you can feel solid and steady and you're not as worried because your self-worth isn't going to, you know, go to hell because of, because someone didn't like what you said, right? You're plugged into God. You're plugged into heaven. You're plugged into Jesus because, you know, that's what you've decided to do. And you've decided to follow that first. Now, look, of course, there's going to be times when you fail, when you disconnect from that vine. Okay. The good news of the gospel, right? The good news of Jesus is that you can reconnect to that vine through forgiveness, right? Through God's forgiveness to you, through your forgiveness to yourself, for you forgiving other people, right? You need to do all those to reconnect. Even if your wife hurts you, right? Being able to forgive, right? Say, I'm not going to try to punish you for that. Okay. We're going to try to forgive, get through it, work towards something that works for both of us. Okay. So this is that idea again, that we talked about recently, you're good enough as you are, and you can continue to do better. Meaning you can give better fruit, like the better your connection gets to that vine, the better that your connection gets to Jesus, the better your fruit is going to be, right? But look, you're already there. You're connected. The branch is there, right? 
So you're not trying to like finally prove, oh yeah, I'm good enough. No, you're just trying to connect to that, that vine. Okay. So physical and sexual strength, there's, there's not as much in the Bible about this, but like Jesus, he created our bodies. So the more we attach to Jesus, the healthier and stronger we could expect our bodies to be, you know, and we want to follow uh, proven medical advice about staying healthy. Sexuality in the Bible, though, it talks about knowing each other. You know, it talks about sex, you know, so when a man knows his wife. And that's important. It's important to think of it that way. It's this completeness of knowing and being known, you know, showing who you are, knowing who your wife is versus, you know, using the other person for either physical, just the physical gratification of sex or the mentally emotional gratification, right? Where you have sex so you can finally feel like you matter, which again, you got to connect to that vine, that true vine, that true sense of self. So you're not trying to get it from other people. Okay. With mental strength, you know, this is a big one where we can really connecting to that vine, connecting to God and Jesus can really help us a lot. Uh, Isaiah 55, eight through nine says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord or declares Jesus. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Great scripture. And one of the big things we do, right, in the program is we see how the things we think and believe influence the way we feel, how we act, why we act that way, and the results that we get. So if we can plug into that vine and be getting those higher thoughts from Jesus, it's going to be huge, right? It can really influence how the rest of our life goes, how we feel, how we act, what we do, why we do it, and the results we get. So emotional strength is another big one where we can really get help and support from that vine. So the other thing too is like, how do we do this, right? So to me, getting the scriptures is a great way to do it. Learning about Jesus from either scriptures themselves, authors that you resonate with. This John Eldridge is someone I'm really into right now and really enjoying his work. Um, um, You know, other Christian type authors can help you kind of see and experience Jesus in a different way. The, you know, the book, Beautiful Outlaws, the one I just read by John Eldridge, really recommended trying to see Jesus across all areas of your life, right? Imagining he's there with you, seeing him in, you know, the the trees and your structure of your house and, you know, that we have hot water, that we have air conditioning, like thanking Jesus for those things. Um, and, you know, trying to access how he would act, right? Um but coming back to this idea of emotional strength. So Isaiah 53, three through four talks about Jesus. He says he was despised and abandoned or rejected by men, a man of great pain or a man of sorrows and familiar with grief, familiar with uh, with sickness. Okay. And like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised. We had no regard for him. So like, you know, this is a guy who knows what it's like to feel lonely, to feel hurt, okay, to feel alone. However, it was our sicknesses that he himself bore and our pains that he carried. And by his wounds, we are healed. So I've been talking more about instead of just managing emotions, right? Or dealing with them, really treating them kindly, letting them be there, supporting, you know, talking to yourself in a kind way. But if we can plug into the vine, right? Plug into Jesus, boy, that's when we're really going to get healed. You know, if that branch 
you know, picture that, that, uh, grape, you know, the grapevine, and then there's the branch coming off that's making the fruit. Imagine that branch gets kind of like nicked, you know, the way it's going to heal is by that connection to the vine, by getting the nutrients and water and everything it needs to heal. Okay. So the more we can connect to Jesus in our times of emotional struggle, right, the better we're going to be able to heal. Like Jesus, he is the master healer. He went through all the terrible stuff we go through so he could understand how to help us and heal us. So coming to him when we are feeling sad, when we are feeling anxious, asking for his help to heal us, okay? That's how we can connect to that vine, right? And how we can have more emotional strength by sort of relying on him more, which is a paradox, but an important one, okay? So we can also allow ourselves to enjoy positive emotions more fully through him. Like, it's not just we have to go there when we're sad. Like, we can experience joy more fully and happiness more fully and love, probably the biggest one, love more fully as we connect to Jesus and feel his love for us, which we can then go out and share with other people. It's the biggest one. We can even understand the appropriate use of anger through him. You know, the times Jesus got angry, it's basically just when people were, um, you know, being unjust to other people, when they were being hypocritical, right? Saying one thing, acting another way, basically leading people away from him, right? In the name of leading them towards him. That's what he really got upset about. Okay. So he didn't really get angry much, (laughs) even when people mistreated him and, and all of that. So, you know, if you're mad at people all the time, you can understand you're not quite connected to the vine there and you can get some help and direction, you know, Jesus can help heal that. Oftentimes under anger, there's hurt and pain. So if we can access that, go to him to heal us, you know, that's emotional strength, right? Connecting to that vine, getting that strength. All right, guys. So in summary, in the strongman system and in life overall, okay, you're going to be much better off. You're going to bear much more good fruit if you attach yourself to the true vine, if you attach yourself to Jesus. The more I read about, the more I think it's more passive than we think. You know, I think growing up or the way I used to see it is, oh yeah, like Jesus is way up there and I'm trying to like climb this ladder to get to him. But I don't think it's like that. I don't think we have to force our attachment to Jesus. Like the vine and the branch is a a good example. Like the branch doesn't just like run up by itself and like attach itself to a vine, right? The branch grows out of the vine, okay? And the branch can like cut itself off, I guess, or, you know, it can kind of like, we'll say it could decide to kind of fall off, but the, it's natural, right? It's natural for the branch to come off the vine. So I don't think it's striving, striving. Oh yeah, I got to do this to be more like Jesus. I got to change this. I think it's more passive. Uh, You know, Revelations chapter three, verse 20, it says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. So I think he's there, right? I think he wants to be part of our lives. I think it's more us just opening ourselves to it and opening ourselves to him. So it's more just inviting Jesus to come in, you know, trying to see him, trying to understand him, trying to see him across all areas of your life, like you talked about. Praying, but in a way that's, you know, let me see you here. Let me have you be part of me and have you be part of my life. Some, uh, you know, C.S. Lewis and some others will say that, you know, you're becoming like a mini Jesus, right? Like Jesus lives inside of you. 
So it's letting him in, right? He's knocking. We just have to let him in. So kind of in summary on, on how this can help you, right? So seeing your value like Jesus sees your value, that you have this incredible worth enough for your creator to go and go through everything and die for you. And for his dad to say, yeah, here's my son. Okay. That's huge love. That's how valuable you are. They would have done it just for you. That's how valuable you are. So don't go out there trying to prove your value to somebody. It's already there. Okay. So find his words in scripture and prayer for your mind. You'll go to, uh, to Christian authors that resonate with you. Okay. Seek his help to heal your emotions. Right. He's the master healer. Okay. So he is there. Jesus is there. He wants to be part of our lives. And you're going to get a lot more done with him than without him. Right. We started this off by saying that a quote from scripture that says, like, if you're just a branch hanging out without a vine, you're not going to be able to do much. Actually, the scripture says you won't be able to do anything. Okay. So when we connect, then we've got that source of infinite power. We can go out and do good because we're connected to Jesus. All right, man. So stay strong. I'd love to have you join us in the strongman system at MikeFraserMD.com, where we talk about these tools and, you know, connecting to Jesus in this way. All right, man, stay strong. We will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.